Are you confused about writing? Do you not know where to start or even how to finish? Do you love writing so much that it burns deep in your soul but you still don't know how to meet your goals? Are you looking for a little inspiration that will take you on a writer's vacation? Then let us all write together. Let us all write our way. Hello, my friends. Welcome, welcome to Write Our Way. I'm your host, Patrick Starks. And I know the last time we spoke, we talked about how to get through writing when it comes to everyday life struggles and continuing what we do best, which is being writers. But today, my friends, we're going to talk about building our own library. And no, I don't mean like the one you already might have. I mean, building your own library with your own body of stories that you've created. And I know that this all sounds pretty ridiculous, but hear me out. I mean, come on, you guys know me by now. I usually always have something juicy behind my lessons. So just relax, take a sip of coffee, and be prepared to be inspired more to create. But first, before we get started, if you've really been enjoying this podcast, if you could leave me a nice review, it would be greatly appreciated. I love doing these podcasts for you guys, and I want to keep having these talks with you guys about how to improve ourselves as writers. So let me quit all my jibber-jabbering, and let's start with the lesson for the day. First things first, why build your own library in the first place? Now there's going to be two answers to this question, and the first answer is the sharpening of the tool. As many people say when it comes to getting better at a particular craft that you might be very connected to. When building a huge library of stories, you not only get out all of your good ideas before you forget them, but you also begin to, what I've said in many episodes of this podcast, is you begin developing your own style as a writer. And I know that at times writing can appear to be just writing for those of you who are just beginning. But if you've been studying up on your reading, as I've always mentioned, you'll notice that a lot of authors and writers have their own style. They have their own little niche, as I would say, when they write stories, their go-tos that really make them stand out from all the other authors. And that's the point, right? That's the point we all want to get to. We want to get to the point in our writing where when somebody reads it, they can say, hey, that's that's Patrick Starks. That's that's his book. You know, it shouldn't be like, oh, well, I don't know what that author is or what that writer is. I mean, it's okay. I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's as long as they enjoy the story. But it's so much more rewarding when they can read something from you and just know it's yours. I mean, it's to the point it's so unique that your readers know that there's nobody out there that could have written that but you. And my friends, although you might think you might not have that, trust me, you do. Everyone has it. You just have to dig a little bit deeper within yourself and really, again, sharpen the tool and really study your writing. Go back to it and see where you've improved and really try to have a focal point on how much you've excelled in your writing and what needs to be worked on. Like I've said before in the previous episodes, a lot of times when I was writing, when I was first starting off, I had the tendency to say, nevertheless, every time I started a new paragraph, well, not every paragraph in my stories, but most of the time, like you would see it a couple of times and it got to the point where it was just over excessive. You don't need to repeat the same words like that over and over. It just kind of shows your reader that you don't have a high vocabulary, which I did not at the time. I'm not going to be shamed on that but you get better you read more and you start studying the dictionary you start learning more new words and you have more like i said the more words you have at your disposal the more you can have a better story 
but I'm not gonna go back over that again because you guys heard me ramble on about that many, many times. We're gonna go back to, again, what we're talking about in general, which is building up your own library. I would say, honestly, one of the third reasons why this is good to do is because it really gives you a lot of inspiration as a writer, especially a writer that's just starting. I mean, when you start seeing a huge body of your work, and this can apply to anything, this doesn't have to be just writing, this could be songs or, you know, or uh, any type of like visual effects or graphic design, anything. When you start seeing a body of your work, you really get the sense that you are this writer, you are this artist, because you have a body of work that you can show people, and that body of work, as I said before, is what we call a portfolio. And that's essentially what we're doing when, our, when it comes to writing. We are creating a writing portfolio, which not many writers talk about when they do. And I think a lot of writers do do this. They just don't talk about having a writing portfolio. They just kind of publish their stories, but it's like, it's a portfolio. When you have a huge body of stories that you can show an audience, it's more than just, oh, I launched this book or, oh, I published this book. It's like, no, you are creating a portfolio of stories that people can see and it really gives you some validation on who you are you know as a writer because when people see your work they're gonna be like oh this guy or she is actually a writer but if they don't see a body of work it's kind of hard to really go off of and I kid you not we have a lot of this going on social media today where people say they're this and this and that but they don't have the portfolio to show it I'm gonna go ahead and say it, phonies. They're not actually who they say they are. I have always been for the meaning, you know, actions speak louder than words. Let your actions speak louder than words. Don't let your words speak louder than your actions. <laughs> if you wanna be seen as a writer, if you wanna be seen as any other type of artist, just do the work and show people. That's what the whole building of the library is for writers. It's just to show that you have a milestone of work that you've done as a writer. You know, when we think about all the famous authors out there, look at all the work they did before. Some people just think, oh, they launched that book and they became famous. But that's not the case. We're just seeing the aftermath. We're seeing the final breakthrough of all the hard work they've done. Trust me, every famous author out there has had works that we haven't even read. <laughs> works that they probably don't even want to share with us because they're probably too embarrassed to show how terrible it was. And we all have that, right? We all have stories that we're just like, ooh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't republish that or I wouldn't make that a book, you know? But then again, like having our own library, we go back to some of those stories and we say, damn, this is actually pretty good. I need to just revamp it a little bit, but this could be a possible book. That's, that's a reward in its own right there. That's, that's another good reward you can get out of that. Uh, not every story is going to be like that for you, but I guarantee you, the more you write, you're going to have a few stories you're going to go back to that are going to be stories that could be possible books. But I'm just going to move on to something really, really important, everyone. And that's basically keeping up with all your stories. Don't make the mistake I did. I once had a bunch of short stories. I had probably close to well over 200 of ones that I really, really liked. And I lost them. Uh, or I didn't lose them. I unfortunately formatted my terabyte drive somehow and wiped it so and it was not backed up and so unfortunately I had lost a great deal of them but because I had some of them written physically 
I was able to salvage a few. And that's what I want to get to the point of um, any stories that you do write, print them out. <laughs> I know you have a flash drive or I know you have them on a drive of some sort, but please, please, please print them out and put them in like a file cabinet or something because you just never know. Uh, it's always good to have physical and digital copies. Uh, that's that's my thing now. Do not go all digital or you're going to just be like me. You're just going to be like, crap, like I just really screwed myself on all these stories that I've been working so hard on. And it's disheartening. It's almost like, it's kind of like when my dad gave me my first guitar. And now I'm older now, I'm 33. I've had plenty of guitars since then, but that guitar is the most memorable because <laughs> it's the first guitar I started with. And now I don't have that guitar anymore. I don't know what happened with it. So it's disheartening. It it's kind of breaks your heart when you uh, lose those things. They're very valuable. So my friends, for your own sake, please uh, keep physical copies of your digital copies. <laughs> if that makes any sense. All right, so the next tip or the next pointer that I like to mention when building your own library of your own stories is genres. This is a huge, huge uh, benefit for you as a writer and helps you see what you're good at and what you're not so good at or what you, again, might want to improve on. I'm even going to say it. It even helps you see what you avoid. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. For me, it's always been um, horror, but it's interesting. I'm more of like a suspenseful type of guy that kind of swings a little bit towards horror, but it's not. It's nothing compared to like Stephen King, but it's. I want to say it's like more close to like some M. Night Shyamalan type of style, but still not quite like on the edgy, edgy side, if that makes any sense. I think I've maybe done like two or three stories like that, but not not very uh, violent or gory, you know. But everyone, what I want you to practice is take all the stories that you might have right now and just compare them and see what genres they fit in and see what your niche is because I guarantee you once you go through all your stories you're gonna see what genres you like to swing around for some of you it might be romance for some of you it might be science fiction for some of you it might be again horror for some of you it might even be mystery and for some of you it might just be like me it might you might just be all over the place you might just have a little of everything in the store you might have a little mystery a little science fiction little romance <laughs> and some horror but again not so edgy as most horror stories and so once you figure out whatever genre you swing around the most i want you to then figure out what other genre you might be interested in trying out or you know practicing with because i think it's very good as writers that we kind of get an understanding of each genre it again to me it only benefits you as a writer and i think that's why for me, my stories are not, I hate to say all over the place, but they're kind of mixed with everything. And it has this nice balance is because I have a good understanding of mostly all of the other genres. And again, that comes with a lot of reading. As I said before, I'm going to keep drilling you guys on this. Read, read, read. That's going to be the key to getting better at writing. There's no other way. Uh, sorry. <laughs> if you don't like reading, it's going to have to just suck it up. You got to start reading to really get an understanding of how each genre flows because the dialogue is going to be different. For horror, it might be a little bit more 
jump scary. It might have a little bit more aggression. For romance, it might be a little subtle. It might be a little bit more hidden where they're kind of leaving the reader at the edge of their seats trying to figure out what's going on, who likes who, or what's going on between the love triangle, etc. Or it could be mystery, like who killed who, what's going on, you know? So it's got this whole, like, it again is leaving the reader with this mind to like wander and figure out themselves or kind of have an assumption of what's going on but they'll never really know the answer and the answer is usually the opposite of what they're thinking which is the moment for most writers right <laughs> that's what we love to do we like to psych out people that's our that's our thing i mean if we were so predictable then it'd be no point of writing and we'd just be like all right here's a synopsis enjoy <laughs> the end you know it's you want to you want to leave them with something that they uh are intrigued with to know but don't really know what the hell is going on at all and last and the least i don't want to say but not the least because this is the last and the least uh, i'm confusing myself <laughs> but yes the last thing i wanted to mention about building your own library is uh, genders. Figure out what you're doing in your stories. I know for males, we typically like to write, uh, have our protagonists be males. Females, females, I'm gonna give you guys a break. I think you guys are doing pretty good of writing male and female characters. You never had a problem, but I know for guys, we tend to do a lot of male protagonists. Uh, so I'm gonna speak out to, to my boys here and say, yeah, uh, don't be afraid to have a female protagonist. And let's uh, do our homework too. Let's actually study up on female dialogue and female protagonists and stories. Find some books that have females as a protagonist and study that so you can get an understanding of how they carry themselves in the story. We don't wanna be stereotypical. And ladies, I'm sure you know this too, you've, read a lot of books that have male protagonists in it they typically do so i think it's no secret to you guys to how the male dialogue works in stories but since there's not many female protagonists in stories nowadays usually the females are kind of like the the supporting character uh since we're gonna kind of like play around with having more as protagonists in our stories i mean that's what i aim for i don't try to do males all the time i try to have females as well we definitely want to do our homework and study up on that. So again, we're not being stereotypical and, you know, we don't want to offend our readers. We want our readers to feel connected again to the characters. And the last thing you want is a lady reading your story and she's like, this is not how we act or this is not how we talk or maybe you can get away with it depending on the time period. But again, do your homework, study it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's it. Um, again, from your library, look at who you have as your protagonist the most and uh, really play around with other genders. And it doesn't even have to be male or female. It could be, it could just be some um, random beast or monster or something like that. You don't even have to, you don't even have to mention the uh, gender, you know? It could be anything. I mean, that's the whole point of writing, right? It's fiction. We can kind of create whatever we want. I mean, that's the beauty of storytelling. Unless you're doing nonfiction, then you do need to be a little bit more descriptive. But all in all, guys, that's it for this episode. Uh, again, build your library. Have fun with it. No pressure. 
have fun with it use it as a steady guide for how much you've improved and use it as some inspiration too this is your portfolio this is what you've worked so hard on to get you up to the level you're at now and you're going to just see even more improvement the more you build that library you know it guys become a child again imagine my friends and yeah i'll see you guys on the next episode and please if you could leave a review i would greatly appreciate it i love doing these podcasts for you guys i love having these discussions and see a lot more people tuning into the right our way family so i just want to keep going and i want to keep growing this family and having these discussions as writers because we're all trying to improve we're all trying to get better and hey as i say reading is fundamental writing is fundamental too so (laughs) you know it guys all right have fun keep writing see you on the next episode cheers